Hello and welcome back to Podcasting is Praxis, um, where we've all just come back from the House of Commons to applaud Ed Miliband for doing the best speech of his life. And it mattered a lot because things didn't happen or something. Um, I'm Rob and today joining me are Jamie. All right. We have Mick once again back. Hey, hey. And we have uh, one of our many Jameses. Hello. Um, so shall we just crack on and talk about stuff and things that's been going on or that are going to stop going on pretty soon, which is the uh, job retention scheme, which I think is going to run out on October 31, uh, which, unless it's renewed, is going to probably create employment in the UK, which is uh, something to look forward to, I suppose. Well, unemployment is already up to 4.5%, according to the news this morning. Yeah. So things are already going to get worse. I, I think. think they want to be world-beating. They want to create a world-beating system for unemployment. <laughs> well, there'll cert- certainly be beatings involved the way the system's going. Yeah. What is the is the universal credit? Was it now something like 80 quid a week or something? £72.70 a week. Although it may have gone up since I was claiming it about two years ago. Jesus. Well, no, that's, gonna... It's in that sort of ballpark. Well, that's going to help a lot of people... Um feel very good about themselves. Oh, but relax. Because of coronavirus, they've added an extra 20 quid onto it, which will really make a massive difference. (laughs) Yeah, particularly when Brexit rat fucks the food prices. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we'll uh, we'll, we'll get on to how that may or may not happen. But yeah, Um, uh, fortunately, like a bunch of companies are already using uh, the crisis um, before to essentially fire their entire workforce and rehire them on shittier terms. Uh, British Airways is currently doing it, and British Gas apparently has announced they're, they're doing the same. So under the guise of corona, they're just literally firing bricks of people and then hiring them on shittier terms or as, like, contractors. Oh, that's capitalism. <laughs> yeah, that is the essence of capitalism. Um, but at least they... Hey, at least in your workplace, there can be more more than six of you together. Happy days. What if my workplace is a grouse shoot? Oh, then you're fine. Oh, then fill your, fill your fucking boots, mate. I was, um, I was sad to see that there was no um, Dick Cheney-like figure out on the grouse shoot when um, the perpetually thirsty Paul Staines of Guido Fawkes and, and, and Harry Billy Bunter Cole of The Sun were out grouse shooting this weekend or, or hunting in some form. Because, uh, oh, yeah, so I, I saw that photo yeah. on them. Um, if there had been some kind of... That dog. Yeah, if there had been... They definitely did. If there had been some kind of firearms accident, it would have been a highly unfortunate, obviously. Yeah, it is insane that apparently they held like a, um, a special... Cabinet meeting chaired by by Michael Gove to make sure that this uh, exemption for grouse shooting passed. Yeah, Michael Gove, the next prime minister. You think? No, ne- I no. still think it's going to. No, no. Next three prime ministers. I- I'll tell you now, and it's worth putting a bet on. It goes Gove, Rishi, Pretty. That's the next three prime ministers. Yeah, Rupert Murdoch. Rupert Murdoch has a serious hard on for Michael Gove PM. He does. He does. Reasons unknown. And. The, the the fact is that I, I know how it will work. What will happen is Boris will have to go for health reasons, right? They'll give him that out. They'll put the revolver in front of him and say, do it yourself or we'll do it to you. Gove will come in as a caretaker prime minister, be caretaker prime minister till about what, six, three to six months before the next election. 
Rishi Sunak will come in as a clean, relatively clean skin to take over um, as uh, leader of the Tories just before the election. He'll call an election because he'll say, "Oh, I need the 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 government, the the, the people's mandate to do this," uh, and he'll and he'll absolutely destroy Keith at the ballot box. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, I wish I could say you were wrong. Well, we'll just have to all hope the meteorite gets will be falling. Yeah, yeah. I'll just be <laughs> trying to header a nuclear weapon back to North Korea rather than live in that world. Yeah, it, it doesn't really seem uh, like there's going to be much of a upside to it. But hey, um, maybe we won't be allowed to anyway because apparently mingling is now uh, illegal, which I thought was an insane term of phrase. It, it, it's an insane time of phrase because it makes no sense. And also, the new laws um, were published 20 minutes before they became law, which is in no way hugely authoritarian, but especially from a government that's now claiming that the reason that it has to change the Brexit withdrawal agreement is because it didn't read it properly before it made a requirement of every Conservative MP um, standing by it and, and agreeing to honour it as part of their election campaigns. It's... it's yeah baffling except it's not because they don't care about anything apart from helping their corporate donors it is it is fucking mad i mean i don't i really don't understand like how um you know i i tried to read a bit of the 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 thing they put out and it's just like um you can uh come together in bigger groups for like a bar mitzvah or something but not a birthday and you can do sports but not informal sports and you can do um a relevant outdoor activity which i'm not quite sure what the fuck a relevant outdoor activity is apart from shooting grouse snatch i do, i i mean where do they stand on dogging it's it's fine as long as you shoot a grouse <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like is that what the kids are calling so it it's now? fine i imagine I imagine like Weatherspoons is going to be packed every weekend as long as they just bring a game bird in and execute it every 30 minutes. So completely legally in the clear. But I can fully see the boss of Weatherspoons doing that. I can see him, I, I can see, you know, um, ruddy face Tim going, right, well, what we've had to do in all the pubs is we've just got a dispenser and a grouse drops down from the dispenser every half an hour and we splatter the no. bar, bar in the blood of a grouse. <laughs> There is genu- there is there is genuinely like a kink in this plan though much as I really like the idea is that um if I remember correctly I think in the UK um you're not allowed to like breed grouse like you do like chickens and stuff but you are in France so the 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 grouse that come over are chicks that are hatched in France Tim Martin's not and letting if, any French is, grouse into his pubs not a chance If there is a no deal Brexit then there are not enough grouse to ritually slaughter in the Weatherspoons Oh on the topic of Weatherspoons and not to take us on a tangent too much but hidden in the business pages of the papers today um uh, Weatherspoons are having a huge issue because of massive covid spikes amongst their staff um and we know why that is it's because Tim Martin has never taken the rules seriously and doesn't care about his staff in any way but if we had a press that wasn't a supine, you know, pointing its ass in the air to be fucked by the government, it would put that on the front page. But no, it was hidden on page like 45 of the two papers I reviewed today on my Twitch stream. Uh, not to promote my Twitch stream, but definitely watch my Twitch stream every day at 10.30. Yeah, so it, it, apparently it's um, it's... It was like 55 people or something, 55 staff, something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, it's not. It's a non-trivial number. 
and and he 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 re- to be honest, Weatherspoon should be shut down for it, but it won't be because we have a government that uh you know is is in hock to corporate donors and 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 uh, corporate interests, and he is one of those. I think it might actually be a lot more people um of, of his staff as well, because apparently the world beating testing pro- testing program has like nearly two hundred thousand swabs. Um, in the backlog, and we're now sending shit to to Italy and Germany uh, to be done, because our own uh, the UK's own labs can't can't handle anymore. Well, personal anecdote here, but uh, one of my family members was recently tested for corona. The first test came back inconclusive because the um, subcontractor to the subcontractor that had performed it hadn't done the test properly. <laughs> yeah, that does sound about right. Um, there was a, and then the then, sorry. Luckily, the luckily the second test did come back negative. So it came out the other day that the government, because Capita is is subcontract, Capita is doing the subcontracting. Capita is sub is the subcontractor, and they're subcontracting to other subcontractors who subcontract. And the government weren't aware and had to pretty much beg Capita to tell them who the subcontracting subcontractors were. <laughs> so, like, it's like. Wheels within wheels within wheels of just endless shit. Nobody knows what's going on. That's um, yeah, that's great British industry at work, that though, isn't it? People say we don't make anything anymore in this country, but we we do. We make cunts richer. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I can tell you one of the um, uh, sub subcontractors, which is um, was, this was in the Sunday Times. Is it uh, the Chuckle Brothers? <laughs> no, I think they would. Have... It's Trotters Independent Trading. Boom, psych. Hey, one one sub subcontracted firm is uh, is Randox, which is uh, based in Northern Ireland, so that they'll be fine. Um, but fortunately, they've got uh, Owen Patterson on retainer, and weirdly enough, they've just won a hundred and thirty million quid testing contract uh, at the start of lockdown. And apparently, they threw out more than twelve thousand uh, testing kits on the second of September. It's like in one day. <laughs> So they've thrown more than, I don't know, because of fuck-ups or failures or whatever, they've thrown out more than 35,000 used kits. Yeah, I mean, if if you wanted, like, actual... I mean, you'd be better off, like, hiring me to do it. Do you know what I mean? It's about the same level of fucking competence you would get. I think yours would be more confident, competent, wouldn't it, even? Yeah, maybe we're just missing out. Maybe we just need to get our own Tory MP on retainer and just get like the podcasting as practice laboratories up and running. No, all you have to do, right, is create an LLC with a kind of um, very generic name. We'll call it like Praxis LLC, right? And then we'll just say that we're experts in testing. They won't check. And then they'll just send us 750 grand or something, you know? And then we'll just say, unfortunately, due to issues beyond our control the tests all have to be um burnt in a fire um but we will just say that we have and then all we do is we donate like twenty thousand pounds of that money back to the tory party and they'll just let us off yeah what we can do is um uh, we can hire one of those digital stalls at the tory party conference that's going for like 25k a pop yeah so we just do the bribe and then we'll be up what 720 grand and everyone will be happy, and we won't have had to do any work because we'll just say, "Oh, the tests were lost in a um, a, a unfortunate insurance-based fire." Sounds about right, though. All right, I'm in. That sounds good. I mean, yeah. obviously, maybe, this is maybe take a crack at the internet time zone. Well, yeah, obviously, you know, this fraud. <laughs> obviously, this clear and 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 uh, massively explainable fraud is uh, is um 
just something that I'm going to execute in a Minecraft parody and definitely isn't something that I would absolutely do. Damn, I've already, I've already registered a company in the British Virgin Islands. <laughs> you wouldn't get away with it unless you went to school with, with any of the Tories. So. I'm sure I could, find, I, find, I could find a Tory to bribe. Or just find someone with a with a very long last name to act as your front man. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm sure Darius Guppy's not doing anything at the So it's, I mean, it's really fucking bizarre. And apparently um, today in fucking some comment somewhere in Parliament, Matt Hancock was being asked about this shit and why people can't get tested. And what, what his quote was, when a service is free, it is inevitable that demand will rise. They're using this as an excuse to, to, to yes. bring in more privatization. And also, it's like this fucking awful, it's like people, you know, I don't know what you guys do when you have like a day off or something, but I'm just not, not just like, ooh, I hear those tests are free now. I'm going to get me one of them. Yeah, I thought to myself, I might go to the cinema or I might go and have a swab shoved down the back of my throat by a disinterested Capita employee. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's the same sort of level of entertainment. For, for a country that's... A, I mean, I know we can make fun of the world-beating shit, but, like, we're not John Crace, so we're not going to, but... It- currently, I'm on, currently, I'm on Universal Credit, so every day is a day off. And, obviously, I, I'm too busy buying flat-screen TVs just to annoy Jamie Oliver or whatever, you know Just what building I mean? so a whole like, house out of flat-screen TVs yeah, and, and filling yeah. it with turkey Twizzlers. Eating chips out of a styrofoam carton every day. Just bought like a, a pallet full of styrofoam cartons just for me chips. Living the dream, living yeah. the dream. Just shoving them all down the stomach of ducks or something you know, when you're done with them. Oh, just send them off to like be burned. <laughs> just do it in the do it in your backyard. Say so it's like a that the the, the 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 acrid plastic smoke is what keeps the corona away. Yeah, mod modded my car to run on like styrofoam. <laughs> Oh, Fun no. fact, and don't ask how I know this, styrofoam is a key ingredient in homemade nalpum. In homemade what? Nal- napalm. Ap- napalm. Oh, napalm. How, how, do, how does I pronounce it? Nalpum. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> sounds, like a, sounds like a cream you get for your toes, to be honest. Like. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, don't worry about it, because like, pretty soon the, the police is going to be able to come and get you anyway uh, on whatever grounds because apparently well I mean this was always going to be part of the whole Brexit fucking shenanigans but uh, they want to um, they've just announced they want to get rid of a lot of the Human Rights Act um, which has always been a fucking Tory bugbear but but specifically in these new laws right um, the police and by the way this will get shot this will get shot down by, by judges that they that the government will then accuse of being activist judges but in the new laws, it is uh, it's possible for police to um, fine you if they believe you've been mingling, but they won't have to prove it. So you just look at you and go, "You look like a mingler." Here's a fine. I mean, what is that? Is that for real? That's for real. That's for real. It was reported in both the Tory leaning press and, and and other places this morning, and I checked the regs on it, and it is true. Yeah. They will be able to do that if they believe you've been mingling and under 18s won't be fine, but their parents will. Um, but the thing is, you've got to remember is that none of the fines that were issued early on in lockdown actually stood up. The CPS went, we can't actually take these to court because they're just legally completely complete gibberish. So no one actually had to pay a fine. And I think that that weird young Tory who had that massive party and has got fined 10 grand, I guarantee you he doesn't have to pay a penny. Because these fines are unenforceable. It'd be the most British thing ever to like turn the police into the judges from 2000 AD, but 
all all the crimes that they can actually enforce are like just real twitchy curtain shit. <laughs> like, oh, this guy put his bins out a day early. Who who was it who said again? Uh, Britain's issue with East Germany was not that one quarter of the population was informing on the rest, but that they got free childcare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that does sound about right. Like predator, predator drones circling your council estate. That if you if you put the bin bin out a day early, you just get instantly vaporized. Yeah, yeah. Well, I look forward to like ten years in the ISO cubes because I wore my pajamas to the front gate or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you paint your door the wrong color, that's the biggest thing that can annoy a British person. Apparently, I mean, I would argue that it's probably minorities and then painting your door the wrong color, but. Oh yeah, if you're brown and you paint your door the wrong colour, then that's like instant death. This was a scandal in my neck of the woods where immigrants were getting their doors painted a particular colour, which was making them stand out Jesus more. Jesus Christ, and I remember them that. Targeted. Sorry, just so, so I, is this like a purposeful thing where people were painting the doors of migrants in a different colour just so like people could easily see who lives where, or was that not the intention? That it wasn't the intention, it was just that immigrants like residences were outsourced to a particularly scummy company and to save money they'd got a cheap job lot of paint and painted every house with immigrants in with the same colour door. So it was massively standing out to certain racists. Wow, that's, that's Yeah, it was like an EDL classic. GPS. Yeah, that's some classic British horseshit that was. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. What a country. What a great country we Implement implement a Reich, but entirely incidentally. It wasn't what we were aiming for. Accidental Reich. Yeah, accidental Reich. What we wanted to do was just funnel some money to contractors and like, oh fuck, we've invaded Poland. How did this keep how does this keep happening to us? Yeah, and we've all grown pencil mustaches. Don't know how that happened either. On the on the other hand, it would be kind of amazing um if we subcontracted out our war with like the Galapagos Islands to um G4S. Know, to or something? To G4S? 1984, but the telescreens are um, subcontracted out to uh, Capita. Incidentally, you know everyone goes on about how Canada's so great, right? And it's obviously not. Um, do they? Well, a lot of people... Uh, idiots do, right? Idiots do. Um, anyway, like, just allow me to make that generalisation in order to get to my next point, which is that a Canadian company called, like... Um, Guard Force or something. It's literally a name similar to that. I'll find out in the paper what the actual name is. Anyway, they're trying to buy G4S to create a more international um, company of evil. So that's good, isn't it? We're, <laughs> that sounds lovely. Yeah, we're just yeah. exporting like exporting our, our evil now in a more um, efficient manner. So that's probably how we get trade deals. We'll just start, you know, um, really getting our great British shock baton companies to be bought up by, uh, you know, the Chinese or whatever. Guard Force is like the worst fucking company name I've ever heard. It genuinely sounds like they just click random. Well, I just made that up. That it's shit. called Guard something. Garda World, the the Canadian, a Canadian rival. G4S has rejected a takeover approach with three billion from Garda World. It's not on BBC Two with Alan Titchmarsh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're Alan (laughs) Titchmarsh. It is extraordinary, though, that like in this fucking hellscape that we live in, even our privatized security death squads just like keep getting shittier and more like rent a cop than than what we had before. I mean, like. When we finally got kicked out of Zimbabwe, you had that insane, I can't, I forget the name of them, 
but that insane um, group that did like coups and, and, and ultra violence all through like Africa with, with like the former white soldiers of Zimbabwe. And now it's just like we get G4S stumbling their way through the world. It's- you mean, you, are you talking about, are you talking about Mark Thatcher? <laughs> no, that was um, Mark that Thatcher was, was only the money boy, though. He didn't. He wasn't. You know, there were some serious hard nuts involved in that. They just had no logistical smarts to actually get it done. A trash future episode on that's quite good. Yeah, that was. I think that those guys were called a sandline, if I if I uh, remember correctly. That is correct. I, abs- I absolutely live for like um, toy soldier dipshits getting themselves like fucking like just fucked up in other people's countries, like those. Those Americans that went in uh, Venezuela. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They were hilarious. Silver was, Corp, they were great. That was so fucking good. That that was that just gave me life. <laughs> when did that happen? I mean, I, I want to say it was earlier this year, but it feels like it was about like two lifetimes ago. Uh, Operation Gideon 2020, yes. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like... When I die, the thing I want on my tombstone is the picture of that guy lying on the street with a stream of piss rolling towards his face. <laughs> it's a perfect metaphor for it, life. It was the greatest thing that's ever happened in the 21st century, as far as I'm concerned. It's going to take some beating. Don't worry, the death of Michael Gove will will, will outstrip that. Oh, I mean, when when Kissinger finally pops up. Oh, like yeah. The, the, the party's the party. incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be great, like. That's assuming that's assuming like you know the, the the rest of the world doesn't die. Before. Also, I love the fact we always make that joke, right? But why do you assume Kissinger will ever die? As the world's only proven necromancer, there's no chance he's ever going to die. The heat death of the universe is the point at which Kissinger will die. He will look at art. He will he will stand upon a mountain of our bones before he dies. Nah. nah. TikTok, like, <laughs> you say this, and then you're like, you're close to death, and you you look and you see him winning the Nobel Peace Prize for the fifteenth time. <laughs> I mean, who gives a fuck about Nobel prizes? Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, shall we shall we move on to the to the next thing and talk about pretend that we care about um, that the UK has broken the law for the very first time? <laughs> I'm shocked. Shocked to find gambling in this casino. Yeah, gen- gentlemen, <laughs> this is the war room. Stop fighting. I mean, for one, just the gormless spectacle of every centrist hack, piss diamond, and columnist, um, but I repeat myself, uh, tipping over themselves to say, oh, Britain broke international law. We cannot break international law. What about the faith that people have in international law without the UK? It's been just the usual Yes. But what you've got to remember yeah. about these people is that for them, history started with the 2012 Olympic opening ceremony. So the Iraq war, they've just forgotten about that. That never happened. Afghanistan never happened. What, what are they? Those just places on a globe that they bought in Ikea that lights up in an amusing manner. Like they just, they, they not, they're ahistorical in the extreme. The fact that we invaded practically every country and had wars with practically every country and are probably one of the most appalling countries in the world. And, you know, all the, I mean, look at also, uh, last point I'm making is rant that I've got into, but look at people going, oh God, what would happen if the military went on the streets in, in, in Britain? And you go, oh, how, how about you have a chat to some of your friends from Northern Ireland who've had the military on the streets for several decades, you know, going on for decades and decades and decades now. It'll happen here. Maybe ask them what it's like to get a baton round to the face. Yeah, I mean, it's like that, um, 
that joke about, you know, I'm so, I'm so into dialectics that I'm constantly at war with the person I was 10 minutes ago who was an idiot. <laughs> it's been, liberals, liberals and centrists are basically the fucking opposite of that. If something happened 10 minutes ago, it's ancient history and, like, no one can be held accountable for it. I think it's just, like, basic mental self-preservation on their part because, like, if, if you go through life as a, as a melt, then, like, you have to like scrub your brain completely smooth before go- before going to bed every night because otherwise the world doesn't make any sense it's an actual medical condition i believe it's called emma kennedy syndrome and it's 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 a d- difficult and dangerous syndrome to suffer from is that the one is that the one where your dad like traffics people oh no no that's em- that's um that's uh, emma bartler i uh, emma barnett itis which is also very dangerous but if you've got that no one in the press will ever mention it happened no, well, I mean that would just be rude, wouldn't it? That would that would violate the the laws of etiquette. What if you what if you had to sit next to that person at a dinner party at some point in the future? Can you imagine the scandal? <laughs> I'm trying to imagine like a non-aggression protocol, but for like melt journalists, some sort of weird fusion with libertarianism. While we're, while we're on the subject of melts, their all their Christmases are coming at once soon, aren't they? With the return of spitting fucking image. Uh, yeah so the other day on times radio and before everyone says it yes i'm the only listener of times radio i have to listen to it for purposes of you know um writing about it in my media criticism newsletter but anyway on that they were losing their minds about how funny it was that the michael gove puppet's face looked a bit like a penis and it's just like wow this is the high level satire you're operating here as you are clowns for the establishment i mean look also look at look who they've got voicing it matt ford yeah i mean it's i i I can't wait to see not the show but the fucking list of like all the contributors to it because I bet it's a who's who of like painfully unfunny horseshit. Matt Chorley. Yeah, oh, I'm expecting him to show up. Have you seen the Kanye West puppet yet? That is. No, I've seen the t- I've seen the Vladimir Putin one with the. Um... The Mark Zuckerberg puppet is aggressively anti-Semitic. He doesn't have a particularly large nose in real life. I've I've seen him in person when I when I was a tech writer, and he doesn't have a particularly large nose. But of course, the puppet they've made of him has a massive nose. And and why might that be? Oh, uh, I mean, you're just reading too much into it. It's just because it's funny. Can't people just make jokes anymore? Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. I mean, I can't I can't wait for the 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 most easily predictable fallout ever of that show, which is going to be like. It's going to be absolutely fucking like just reheated piss, and they're gonna they're gonna put it out, and everyone on the left is gonna go, "Well, that was fucking shit," and even though it was like complete shit, or everyone on the right is gonna get incredibly furious about them like daring to like take pot shots at like fucking Michael Gove or or whoever, and like you know it's just and then like the centrists are just gonna sit there and bask in like the fury of both sides and go, "We have achieved Nirvana. Truly, this is the world's greatest satire." And just ascend to a new plane as the world hurtles ever, 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 ever more headlong into fucking open fascism. Yeah. As the icebergs of Greenland like crash into Scotland and sink half of the country. It's... Yeah, <sighs> I mean the, the the good thing about climate change is once it really, really gets going, is like people are going to ask far fewer questions when you burn down centrists' houses. <laughs> We're just doing it for the warmth, honest. No, no, it was it was it was purely it was purely nature nature's wrath. Yeah, you know, they, they must have been struck by lightning and etc. 
No, I was just saying, like, if you, if you burn down a house like that, uh, th- their insurance companies won't cover it if it's an act of God. So what you do is you is you set yourself up as a religion, say that in your religion, every individual is a God, then you burning down that house is an act of God. Ergo, they can't claim it on their insurance. Boom. But this is this is libertarianism again. This is because in libertarianism, everybody is their own God, essentially. Yeah, it's, it's Randism, really, isn't it? Yeah, or um, or um, it's the Mormons, right? Because they get their own planet as well when they die. Uh, See, you, you yeah. talk about you talk about starting your own religion, but I'm thinking about starting my own like sect of Christianity, and the the, the core <laughs> belief is going to be that Jesus is going to kick the absolute shit out of everyone when he gets back. <laughs> I think you should. I mean, well, I mean, abs- I mean, could you could you follow a, like a, a fucking like a son of God who didn't? Do you know what I mean? I think like, if Jesus I, comes back, he'd be livid because he'd be like, "You said, you said, I said what?" I turned my back for 2,000 years, and look at the fucking state of the place. <laughs> uh, I, I think I'm, I can't remember who, but I'm borrowing a joke for somebody else. This is essentially the point that uh, the reason God hasn't come back from heaven is just because he's so ashamed of the fucking mess we've made down here. I think he's just lost the bookmark for Earth. I think he's, he's fucked off somewhere else in the cosmos, like looking at all the like weird shit that's going on, and then he, he thought, I better go back and check in on those idiots, and he accidentally deleted the bookmark in like space chrome or whatever the fuck he uses to get around <laughs> no, my, it's, it's it's the it's the problem is he doesn't have internet time zone he just didn't see that my yeah. fully genuine belief though uh, <laughs> if there is any sort of god basically what we are is like a failed project and uh, this god just made it and then looked at it and went oh do you know like we're a bad like we're like when you start a game on like crusader king or something uh, kings or something and it just goes to shit and you think oh i'll save that but you never return to that same game that's what we are which is like a bad save game and there's probably another dimension where earth is absolutely spot on and it's just like oh i mean if unfortunately if god's, if god's anything like me at strategy games there's basically just an endless fo- that's why that's where that like infinite like parallel universes theory comes from it's just like god like basically getting five minutes in and going not nah, fuck this and starting over <laughs> just endless train wrecks just barreling through the multiverse while god like constantly strives for the perfect like opening turns or that we find that you wake up in a different dimension and finally we're all still ruled by Habsburg hunchbacks or something, you know. Which God just did for a laugh. It's like God just decides to, re to, to you know, he's just playing a whole game where he just wants to make, you know, reunite Ireland. But in the end, it ends up being that he creates Planet of the Apes and just thinks, yeah, fine, that's fine. I'll just leave that. Can you imagine, can you imagine how insane you'd go, though, if you just kept creating infinite universes and Michael Gove appeared in every single one? <laughs> <laughs> every time. Universal constant, constant, even. It's like I've made everyone a gelatinous blob in this one. Oh, no, that one seems to have the face of Michael Gove. All right, let's try another one. Oh, everything, we, nothing gets beyond the level of bacteria in this one. Oh, no, that bacteria appears to be Michael Gove with Sarah Vine riding its back. How has this happened? <laughs> yeah, just, I, I would write it all off and go back to the fucking drawing board, to be perfectly honest, like. Uh, but in the meantime, apparently, well, the writers for the fucking spitting image thing is going to be Richard Herring. Is he going to do? Is he is he on is he on board to do the one sketch per season that's vaguely critical of something relevant? I don't know. I mean, what I did, what I do know is that Michael Gove actually like saw um, the puppet they made for him, and he was like, "Oh yes, I actually found it very jolly japes." Thus, once again, proving the point, uh, you know, that it is just are you are you just putting on a clown hat for the court so they can pat you on the back? Fun fact, Prince Andrew has got a new puppet. I hope he puts it to better use than the old spitting image puppet. 
which I won't say what he did with for liable reasons. <laughs> did he fuck it in a Pizza Express? <laughs> worse than that. Yeah, it is worse than that. But I, I mean, I, I, well, the thing that's easily easily accessible uh, in a lot of newspaper reports. So if you just Google that, you can uh, put the pressure on the newspapers to, pardon me, to deal with whether that's liable or not. In fact, a cynical man might say the reason Andrew's got a new spitting image puppet might be to dilute, dilute his Google results. Yeah, but yeah, fortunately, I'm not that cynical. Well, I will. Oh, I, I never, I never believe that nonsense. Like, oh, Boris, Boris Johnson just say, said he made like buses out of milk crates because then if you Google, they're not that Boris tactical. Johnson, they're not that tactical. Google for Boris Johnson bus. Now you get that instead of the Brexit bus, and it's like, yeah, but you could just include the word Brexit, and you know what I mean. You've, you've, problems are solved yeah they're really not that tactical just imagining imagining like uh that that only works on guy pierce in memento and only if you like give him a cigarette burn over the word brexit on his boris johnson brexit bus tattoo yeah. or on a guppy it's like oh no a guppy has uh, uh, with with a, a two second memory has failed to remember this has happened um i will say though as far as i, I as i know I, i've heard on good authority that that original spitting image puppet is in witness protection <laughs> and he's currently working on CBBS under deep cover. He sh- shows up like a weirdly sort of non-sweating uh, Pokemon shows up somewhere. Not a Pokemon. What the fuck are they called again? Chuckle Brothers. <laughs> Paw Patroller. <laughs> Chuckle Brothers. <laughs> the third, the third long-lost non-sweating Chuckle Brother finally shows up. Isn't there actually like three of them in real life, but there's only two like, of them are famous? The there's two two pairs of Chuckle Brothers, or there were two pairs of Chuckle Brothers. I don't know. I don't know how many of them are, are still with us, but there was the the two everyone knows, and then the the two guys who were like the the kept showing up as antagonists in Chuckle Vision were also their brothers. They I know were, one of the one of the act. one of the well known ones has died, but don't ask me which one. <laughs> it was Barry. Is this is this type of high quality podcasting that? Just yeah, keeps yeah, this is my special back. subject. My specialist subject on uh, Mastermind is going to be the Chuckle Chuckle Brothers. Anyway, um, but to sort of return to to what we were on about before we there was an extended. We sat nabbed uh, our way back to the point. Where are we now yeah, in yeah, the running order? Um, we uh, we wanted to briefly talk about like not 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 the show elements of this fucking voting parliament, but like what they're actually doing and why it is actually kind of um, relevant. Yeah, I can try it. Look, I think I think the, what you want to say about the withdrawal bill right, is uh, there's a lot of complexities in this around around um, around NI and, tra- and trading with Nor- tra- trade between Northern Ireland and, and, uh, and England and Scotland and Wales. Um, but but that's all kind of um, technical wonkish crap, right? What the big question is, right, why is the UK government being so blatant about breaking the law? Now, obviously, we know that we have ignored international law in tons of ways, Iraq war being the most obvious and egregious in the, re- in the you know, the past 20 years. But why are they doing this? What is the, what, uh, what is, is it um, incompetence or is it corruption or is it you know is it connivance and i think it's more connivance and corruption i think really what they're trying to do is completely change um you know in in the way that we like talk a lot about um shifting the overton window in terms of what is acceptable um what is happening here is that they're they're kind of they are doing a, a, a shifting of what is acceptable so that not only does can the government 
in a quiet way, ignore international law, but they can do it in a blatant way now. And what they're really trying to do is is change the whole way Britain operates uh, even more thoroughly to make us a uh, tax haven on the edge of Europe, essentially. And yeah. to, and 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 I mean, we already are that to a certain extent. Certainly, we uh, you know. London has been hollowed out and 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 eaten by the by by oligarchs of all sorts of nationalities, and the focus on Russian oligarchs is an absolute canard because there's plenty of um, corrupt financiers of all kinds in London now. London is is um an international city only in the sense that it is the capital of international crime at this point, um, because and it and it's allowed and tolerated. And so, if you think that if you think about it like the politicians who are running the, our country now are very comfortable with international criminals and take money from them then why wouldn't the government themselves act like international criminals so that's why you would frame it like this is think of the like just consider them a government of international criminals who hang out with international criminals so the notion that they break the law in such a minor way as they've done here is like it's nothing right they're doing far worse all the time. This and this is why centrists like absolutely revolving in their chairs about this is tedious because this is such a minor thing. When you realise that Boris Johnson has taken huge amounts of money from, um, you know, various foreign interests, uh, and that the Russia report didn't come out in any kind of way that was serious, and that he put Lebedev in the House of Lords, ignoring this tiny facet of international law is a uh, doesn't mean very much if if i'm honest compared to the actual wholesale complicit and constant corruption that this government is so just consider them a government of criminals and then then everything flows from there and it makes sense yeah well i mean and it sort of mixes up with these weird things that you always i mean i'm i, I always i'm always very hesitant to sort of make uh dominic cummings like the evil genius behind he's the not curtain because, no because he's not but I do think that there is a real thing in this in the in the state aid portion of this discussion is that apparently there's this new idea that they want to create the 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 British Google like they want to create the British one trillion uh, tech company which is never like they, happen which will never happen. <laughs> it's like one trillion Amstrad. It's it's, it's about as realistic realistic. But yeah, that's my answer. It's 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 if you consider them like an inept mafia. Then it suddenly starts to make sense. Yeah, that that does make a lot more sense. And then, all right. Uh, sh- speaking of, I'll just you know smoothly bridge over from one subject to the other. Speaking of fucking ineptness, um, it's almost six months of uh, Sir Keir at the wheel. So That's it's Keith. sorry <laughs> of Keith at the, uh, at the wheel. Um, so we've been treated to a number of pieces about how great Sir Keith is going to be and, and all his great plans for the United Kingdom. Uh, the first one was a thing where um, Bridget Phillipson, apparently in the Shadow Cabinet, did a thing with uh, Labour to Win, which is a combination of Progress and some other fucking awful right-wing shithead club. Labour first. Progress and Labour first. Thank you. Um, where she talked about a that... that Labour is now in favour of a social democracy of hope. It's meaningless. Um, that even fucking mean? It's meaningless. It's so lightweight that it's currently in geostate static orbit, um, being chased by fighter jets because nobody knows what the fuck it is. 
un- unidentified flying policy. It's gonna lose out. It's gonna lose out to the Tory Party's fascist hunter of joy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, it's um, but apparently one of the, its its key themes is that like Labour shouldn't listen so much. Of course, not to people on Twitter. Um, but it also shouldn't listen so much to its general uh, assembly or to its members or to unions. But apparently what we need to do is go on a big listening tour of, of the silent majority, the, the quiet bat people of the UK, and that, that, that Labour now needs to listen to them. Uh, and that is apparently it's not about when Labour tries try to talk to them about closed libraries and councils without money and all that stuff, that... That the, the, the thing wasn't like, but then it was linked to austerity, and that was bad. It should have linked it to a conversation that people understood. It's all the fault of immigrants. Every last single thing is the fault of immigrants. Now shut up and vote, pleb. More anti-immigration mugs. That's the solution. Well, the, yeah, that is, is answer one. And the other one is, um, is fiscal responsibility again. That Labour needs to be trusted to spend the nation's money well because there isn't so much of it. She, she so she set three challenges for all Labour supporters, right? And this is just—I mean, it melts my brain. My brain is currently dripping out of my ears at the stupidity of these. To spend more time reaching people who don't already vote for us than discussing our politics with people who do, right? So you know, just have no, no, no um, um, policy discussions. Don't bother. Just don't worry. We'll sort that out. You just get out there and canvas for us while we work out the clever stuff. To draw a contrast with the Tories by using our framing and language of the voters. What does that mean? That means nothing. And to change Labour's culture and make it outward facing. For those people who, many, many young people who went out there and canvassed and, and actually got some people elected who they would have never chosen to get elected, it's yeah. crazy to say it wasn't outward facing. So many of us were out there trying our best to secure a Labour government and make things a little bit better in this country. So the notion that it wasn't outward facing is farcical in the extreme. The reason that Labour had any issues before was when it was inward facing and when it allowed people like Sir Keir to persuade it to take a position on Brexit, which was fully moronic. It was a stupid policy. You know, trying to run down the middle of keeping Leavers and Remainers on side was was stupid. They should have actually said... To the Remainers, this can't be undone at this point. This is what we would do to make things better and to get the right deal, you know? Uh, but no, because they actually listen to the FBPE people on Twitter. They're the people who listen to. I don't know why. They're not listening to us. They're not listening to the shitpost left. I don't know why we get the crap for it. We got called it right every time, and somehow we're the ones in the wrong. Yeah, but it'll be, it'll all be all right at the next election when we uh, we win by promising a liberal autocracy of anxiety or some shit. But hey, look on the bright side. According to Mark Hodge, anti-Semitism has been solved. Has it? Has it magically now been <laughs> How solved? How convenient. Wow. How convenient. And it's all been solved by Keir Starmer having a stack of papers on his desk dealing with disciplinary reports. Yet when Jeremy Corbyn was doing the same thing, this was unwarranted in- interference by the leader's office. <laughs> it's a magic eye picture. Just see what you want to see. Yeah, but we but we have, and uh, this is for, for the listeners, I, I haven't shown this reading yet uh, because I want it to be a surprise because it's funnier this way, at least to me. Um, I don't know. There was a big piece in the New Statesman by Stephen Bush, who is the fucking cretin among cretins of the... 
of the Labour is a Sir Keith is great and Labour must be centrist crowd. Um, and it's called Kia's Quest to Reshape Labour. I'm going to read some bits to you now and then see what happens. Um, shortly before the general election in 2019, Remain campaigners used focus groups to assess the prospects of various leading politicians and their opponents. They wanted to, to test the ways to ex limit the surge, but they had a problem. Hardly anyone in the focus groups had heard of the supposed big beats of organized Remain campaigning. Um, so they had I, the people they had were all shit. Um, however, and this is back to the article, uh, participants were shown pictures of Labour front benches too. Jeremy Corbyn was widely recognised and strongly disliked, uh, as was Diane Abbott, the then, the then Home Secretary. Other politicians were largely unrecognised. <laughs> During one session, participants were, sh participants were shown a picture of Keir Starmer, the then Shadow Brexit Secretary, and asked to identify him. A, sh a silence fell upon the crowd, broken by one person shouting, I know who that is. It's David Cameron. Nice. It's because he looks like a prime minister in an ITV early evening drama. <laughs> it's mm. like, it's like you know, he, he looks like a guess who character from that game, Guess Who. He, he looks like, you know, if, you know that game Happy Families, if there was like, the Prime Minister family, that would be the dad of the Prime Minister family. Yeah, but what you what you don't know yet, but what it will come become apparent throughout this article, is that looking like um, David Cameron is actually a good thing, according to Stephen Bush and the New Statesman, that this is a, a, a good thing. It is a measure of Starmer's success as a leader that despite unfavorable circumstances, the great British public increasingly knows who he is. And conservative veterans are beginning to fear that his resemblance to David Cameron is not confined to confused focus group participants. So actually, it's good. Like David Cameron, Starmer has himself established himself as an asset to the party. He is more popular than the party, and his dominance in Westminster reflects that. As most MPs are concerned, he is their best chance of returning to power. God help us all if that is our best chance of returning to power. Cameron succeeded in reviving his party's fortunes and leading it back into government. Some Conservative MPs that Starmer will do the same for Labour. Do you know what's really, really stupid about the way pol political journalists do stuff? And I've got, it could be a long list, right? But one of the things that I think is really fascinating is what they tend to do is look to a previous leader and think that that's the way to solve the new the new question. Yeah, so, yeah. And, and Cameron worked for the Tories because the Tories hadn't had their Blair, right? Tories were a sclerotic party that were really struggling. And although the party itself didn't like Cameron, they saw him as a means to get back into power. And that worked for them. And similarly, Labour still has this thing of thinking that Blairite solutions will work now. They didn't work at the time, but they certainly, it looked different to what the Tories were doing. And that's what got them in. You can't use Blairite tactics now because triangulation, the third way, all that kind of stuff, people see through it, right? So you can't do the Blair thing of, the odd pauses and the in emphatic triples in speeches and all that kind of stuff. You've got to find a new strategy. Uh, it's kind of like it, it, these things burn out and you can't use them again. 
maybe not for two, three generations, you know? So the notion that Starmer, being a brushed aluminium cybercock, to use the quote from Thick of It, will somehow be the solution. He's not, because he just seems like a lukewarm version of Blair. And the reason that, that, that Corbyn was compelling in 2017 to a good number of people was that it felt like, okay, this is different. We've not seen this for a while. It feels yeah, authentic. Is- this is genuine. Yeah. Well, but don't worry about it because it's not Blair because it's um, it's something else completely different. Uh, <laughs> Starmer and Cameron, again, it's just this weird crossover fucking thing he keeps doing, um, share a recognition that many of Britain's socially liberal voters are also economically conservative. Um, Cameron sought to woo the socially liberal middle classes. He wanted to persuade those who were in sympathy with Tory, Tory economics that they could have social liberalism and traditional right-wing economics. The double liberalism championed by the, econo- by the economist, which, you know, that worked out very well for everybody. Um, Starmer's aims run the other way. He wants to woo voters who are socially and culturally conservative, but are economically on the left. Cameron wants to voters to know that he would hug a hoodie. Starmer wants them to know that he would make sure that the hoodie felt the full force of the law. Judge haircut. And also this insane thing that that that, that this is this new new tick on, on Labour sort of if you see what their front bench and stuff is up to, they're very much about like um law and order stuff, about like more punishment and more patriotism. I'm not just like, how the fuck are you gonna outcompete the Tories on crime, punishment, and patriotism. Yeah, and like it's it's fucking idiocy because like he his he can stand up and go, oh well, people should feel the full force of the law, and his like fucking ridiculous squeaky voice all he wants. But people don't want like criminals to feel the full force of the law. They want criminals to be hanged for not indicating at roundabouts. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean. They want they want the full force of the law dialed up to like comical like amounts. You know what I mean. Like, oh, that guy, that guy spat on the pavement. He should be, like, immediately, like, killed by a dropship full of the Marines from, like, <laughs> fucking aliens or some shit. Do you know what I mean? They don't, they don't want, they don't want, oh, this guy, like, this guy was, you know, doing an actual crime and he, he got a sensible sentence for it. They want, like, everyone murdered all the time. Yeah, yeah, no, they genuinely, they genuinely want the Reaper drones uh, above the Council of State. Oh well, I mean, absolutely, yeah. Not clapping for the NHS just gets like you're in like a like an air fuel bomb dropped on your fucking entire neighbourhood. Yeah, so this is, I mean, this is really where this fucking. Um... But I'm sure Labour can change all of that by offering a People's Republic of Elation or some shit. Yeah. Since becoming leader, um, Starmer has appealed to the preoccupations and priorities of the new Tory voting, Brexit supporting working class. His this is the Red Wall bullshit. His tactical silences have been notable too. There have been small but significant gestures. Um, Labour front benches taking care to retweet their respects on the anniversary of soldier Lee Rigby's murder. Starmer's support for retaining land of hope and glory and rural Britannia at the proms. And there have been larger ones, such as Starmer's vocal opposition to Black Lives Matter um, and his positioning against Corbyn on cultural matters. Why, why does he think he can go into the culture war with a water pistol? The thing is, the BBC have been... Sorry, the BBC... The, the, well, the BBC have, but... The, uh, two, actually. But the Tories have been running this this culture war game for a long time, right? And they know how to play it better than him. And I don't know why he thinks he can win at it. And he's so disingenuous. He believes in nothing. Empty no, suit. Empty suit is such a classic phrase, but he is an empty suit. An expensive empty yeah. suit, but an empty suit it's, nonetheless. The thing is, the thing is... 
anything and everything he does is all going to be overturned when, like, at the next election, the Tories just campaign on, like, oh, well, that guy, like, pardoned Jimmy Savile or some shit, you know what I mean? Like, or he personally, like, personally killed Maddie McCann with a hatchet or whatever the fucking, like, <laughs> right-wing papers dream up. It, it's just, it's utterly futile. And, like, there's there's no... There's no precise amount of racism that can like reach on the big dial that like the wins over the kind of fucking headbanger that thinks Labour as a as an institution is anti-British because it like lets Diane Abbott be an MP. Do you know what I mean? There isn't yeah. there isn't a fucking point like a mystical point that's just racist enough for those guys, but not too racist for like Labour voters. It's just you know what I mean. The Tories are always going to beat them on that front, and it's it's. It's pointless. It's, it's trying to be the coke light of law and order and like culture wars. And it's like we saw well, this with, with Ed it's Miliband. Running, and... It's running terrified of the left is what it is. Do you know what I mean? Like it, there's ample evidence that like just, oh, well, we'll just do the Tory stuff, but with a red rosette. It doesn't work. Do you know what I mean? Because the people you're trying to win round are just absolute fucking like basket cases. You yeah. know, if they if they think that like Britain should be allowed to like bomb Dresden again because like An- Angela Merkel's been like disrespectful of our great nation or some shit, you're not going to win those people round by like, well, we'll Labour will take a firm stance on immigrants. It's like it's not what they want though, is it? They believe the Tory Party. If like you know, if the Tory Party could just get rid of the like pesky human rights laws, then everyone would be allowed to like like get a machine gun and go down to the cliffs of Dover. You know, and Labour yeah. are never going to be trusted to deliver that. And like, it's it's fucking insulting that you would even like pretend that you would. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But but you can't you can't not do that because the the only other alternative to try and like as futile as that is, it's not like moving left, which is the 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 one way that might actually like win an election. You know, all that support we had in twenty seventeen, you could you could lean further into that and maybe not like rat fuck. But now that would that would be. That would be bad for like the millionaire donors. So we've got to get those guys back on side. Yeah, yeah, and and essentially, like this is also all this shit about um, Keith writing in the Telegraph and the Sun and the Daily Mail or wherever the fuck. It's just like, oh yeah, because well, he expects he expects those children to be back in school. Yeah, 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 yeah. But also, and it's just like, do you seriously think that when push comes to shove, when there's like elections coming up with an actual set of consequences attached to them? That like the Sun and the Daily Mail are going to roll over on their tummies for for Sir Keith? No, of course not, because they'll have Chuck Boris overboard, and then Mick, as you were pointing out, they'll have like either either Gove or probably Sunak to look really brand new, scrubbed and shiny. Yeah, I mean, people like like Melts like to bang on about how Tony Blair won elections, but like it's not a great mystery what Tony Blair had to offer the country. It was fucking nothing. It was literally the Tories had like run shit into the ground for like what better part of two decades at that point. Yeah, something like that. And and like you know, and they just they fucked it over and over again. I think the the election before was it ninety two. Yeah. Or thereabouts. Like they, they won that, and it it was. I, I don't think anyone was more surprised than the fucking Tories were. Do you know what I mean? Like it was. They, they were just. Conv- I think they they went into that election convinced that they'd like you know that the time was up and Labour it was Labour's turn and they somehow scraped by and then in '97 you could have put like a fucking like a, a dog on fire up for Labour and they would have won in a landslide because the Tories had just been fucking it so so relentlessly for like you know two decades but Blair Blair just happened to be there 
and he got the support of the papers by basically the, the com combination of, well, well, we'll not do any press reforms. We'll, we'll let you, like, carry on owning all the papers and printing whatever you fucking want. And he promised and not was, to go in the Euro. Yeah, it was that, and it was the fact that, like... The thing is, though, that alone, like, making those promises to Murdoch wouldn't have been enough if, it, if the writing wasn't completely on the wall for the Tory party. So... As long as the Tory party are still like wildly popular because they promised to do more racism than ever before, there's Labour have got absolutely zero chance of ever winning round the support of the masses, which, as everyone knows, is just being favourably referred to in the fucking sun. Yeah, and this is insane shit that also doesn't take into account this sort of genuinely sort of new, hardened and like concrete cultural identity of like people who consider to themselves hard remain or, or, or hard Brexit. It's like to those people voting Tory is way more than like just a racism thing. It's like, it's a complete packaged cultural identity. And it's like, that's 40% of the fucking country now. Like you're not going to get like whatever it's going to happen. Like the, the, the Brexit remain lawyer is not going to get those people because they've, it's a sort of weird fusion of what was, uh, Nigel Farage's Brexit party and the Tory party. And like, that's a complete, you know, yeah. that's a it's, cultural it's like, identity. It's conspiracy theory shit though, isn't it? It's like, you, you cannot by any, like, you know what I mean? If someone, if someone is in a, a place where they believe that like the very, like ex Britain's very existence is at stake. Yeah. And if you don't vote to leave Europe, we'll, we'll all be like, overrun by fucking like european daleks or some bullshit <laughs> within like five years and we'll all be forced to eat snails and like and convert to islam or whatever you know any any all these like wild conspiracy theories that people believe you're never going to win those people around by like by because as far as they're concerned you're the enemy do you know what i mean yeah 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 like, no, labor yeah. labor of the left wing who are like secretly planning to impose sharia law yeah so it doesn't matter what labor promised because it's all a cover for implementing sharia law so you'll never get through to those people yeah. and frankly you shouldn't fucking try because they're cunts on a similar note have you seen seen the recent survey done by YouGov in the us where something like 30 percent of people have said that they think Joe Biden is a radical socialist. Yeah, yeah, but it's that shit. I mean, it's, and it's like what you're seeing now is the um, that 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 the American thing, the Q, the QAnon thing, is like coming over to the UK now because of the, the all the mask truthers. And it's like the next come next election, ten to twenty percent of the British electorate, and they're all going to be fucking Tories, are going to be completely mind washed. Uh, in how this... far away is the next election? What four years? Yeah, four years, I think. Yeah, I find it hard to believe there'll be anyone alive by then. I mean, do they have do they have elections in Mad Max? <laughs> I hope so. Blah blah blah. So they, the article is very stupid, and I'll skip over a whole bunch. But it also said, you know, at least like they acknowledge that Scotland is a problem, and it was like, I don't think in five years there is going to be a Scotland anymore. It, you know, if this thing keeps going the way it is, um, blah blah. If Starmer cannot revive Scottish Labour, and good luck with that one, especially since they just tried to, uh, they just failed another fucking coup, um, governing alone will require the kind of victories in England that were achieved by Tony Blair, see, there you go, and Harold Wilson, or, <laughs> this is even better, or he could hope for a major liberal Democrat revival. Jesus fucking Christ. Just We're pitting our hopes on the Lib Dems now. God. Yeah. 
yeah, a real revival under Ed Davey of the fucking Lib Dems. In truth, Starmer's route to victory lies not just through retaking the Red Wall seats that Labour lost in 2019, but also the seats it lost in 2005 and 2010, which is why he has visited Stevenage more than any other con- constituency since he became leader. If I never hear the words Red Wall again, it'll be too fucking soon, to be honest. Like. Hey, Red Wall was great. We need to win up. We need to win over the last stop vote. <laughs> it's probably like the, the the next fucking Uncharted game or something. But at least they're being honest enough to say that this fucking rot and the decay and the fucking horror of the Labour Party isn't a Corbyn thing. It, it's two thousand five. It's two thousand ten, and it was you know under Blair they steadily dropped numbers as well. And the more they dropped more numbers, the more they moved to the centre and to the right, essentially. There is, however, another view. Many believe Labour must capture the seats it won for the first time in 2017, some of which, such as Canterbury, it held, and others, like Kensington, it lost. They feel that instead of emphasising the party's patriotic law and order credentials, again, what the fuck, to win back voters it has been losing for more than a decade, Labour must seek to win to do even better in cities and their satellites, so if it is to win seats where the party's advanced rate has held steady in 2019, should Labour emphasise its liberalism rather than its economic radicalism? What, econ- what economic radicalism is there under fucking Sir Keith? Like, what, what the fuck are these people talking about? You get a spoonful of honey with your gruel and like it, peasant. Yeah, I mean, just, just like... You know, then we because we briefly were talking about the other thing about Labour being the the party of social democrat aspiration or whatever the fuck, and it's like and that same thing that's going on about uh, we must be economically sensible and every pound must be spent once, and it's just like are these the fucking middle middle managers of of sort of austerity and and coke like culture wars, or what the fuck are what the fuck are they supposed to be? And it's just like if this is the the Sir Keith Labour Party, like. It really, I don't know. I'm still not as on the as convinced as David is that like the whole party needs to essentially pasokify and die. But the rate this shit's going, like, what the what the fuck are you supposed to do with this? The best we can hope for is maybe another Corbyn-style candidate that actually manages to purge the Labour right. But the odds of them letting that happen in any way, shape, or form are slim to fucking none. Yeah. For Starmer and his inner circle, a more economically and socially liberal Labour might do better electorally, but it would be at the expense of the party's soul. On a side note, have we lost Mick? No, I'm here. I'm just so depressed by this whole article. It's just, it's, it's, it's just, it has nothing, there's nothing there. They, they're debating over saying, should we wear this set of Emperor's New Clothes or this set of Emperor's New Clothes? And how many people will notice that our genitals are flapping in the wind? The whole thing is just farcical. Like, they don't have any policies because they don't believe anything. They believe they'd like to be in power and they believe they wouldn't like to not be in power. That's it. Yeah, and just and the way to get there is just... I mean, I also find this incredible, that this whole fucking patriotism and law and order bullshit by you know and also the the bit earlier about um how uh keith was really good uh, at putting uh black lives matter overboard like the implication is also just like 
uh, you know, sort of the, the, you know, the base or like the new base of the Labour Party on the Corbyn, like young people and BAME and minorities and, you know, lots of other people. Yeah, all those people can go just like fuck themselves. Well, who else are they going to vote for? Yeah, I mean, that's, of course, that's the answer. That's the fucking, you know, sick answer they get for. But it's just like, if you look at social Democrat parties across Europe and also the Democrats in the US right now, it's just like, at some point, they just don't turn up anymore. And then you don't win either, you know, or you just fucking die. And a two party system makes that harder. But like, it's not impossible. Clearly, the answer is the Labour Party just needs to go more right wing. Ah, fucking hell. Well, that was nice and depressing. Shall we round it off with some comment or commentary app? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's. Yeah, that's why. Great. Why not? I already hate myself in life. Yeah. Um, Mick, you, as always, uh, well, it's like last time, the rules, you, you go last because you're too good at this. Okay. <laughs> Round one. It wasn't always this way. Danger Mouse, Inspector Gadget, Tom and Jerry, He-Man, none of them were really cute uh, and perhaps not so Moorish. When I cut off the Paw Patrol supply, my son melts down and begs like a meth head for another episode. What if it's not just the screen he's craving, but also this much cute? What if those pups are just pups are just drug mules, perf- purveyors of baby schema dopamine to the under f- under fives? What comment? This 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 is in a in a long <laughs> comment, commentary. At, sorry, I, I I feel like I took psychic damage from that. <laughs> I know who this is. Yeah, I know you know who this is. This is an inane piece. It commentary on them. Yeah, well, Mick, you can spoil it then. Sorry, it's uh, it's it's Dominic Cummings' wife, Mary Wakefield, writing in the Spectator, published today. Yes, it, it is. It is about that children's television is too cute these days, and it's uh, damaging the brains of the nation's children. You can pry my raster mouse from my cold dead hands. And and she blames the uh, the influence of um, Japanese art styles, and also says that uh, hentai is a thing in the article. It's, it's it's one of the most most <laughs> just balmy articles I've read in a while, and I read a ton of this stuff. It's berserk, uh, <laughs> but it yeah, I almost say it's worth a read just simply because it's so fucking outlandish. Um, all right, round two. The problem with Ireland is entirely manufactured by the imperial German government. They insist that their dominion in the south of Ireland must have a controlled border with the north, unless the north submits to their diktats. How is this our problem? Why should we be making any concession to the Huns? See, this is exactly the kind of person that Labour can win back round. (laughs) Give him a mug. Have to offer a, a vaporous kleptocracy of... Or, or just renewed trench warfare, just like we'll just go back to Flanders and, and, and machine gun each other in trenches. Oof. I'll say comment, because I can't see commentary out using the word Huns. Possibly naive of me, but uh, we'll see. Uh, it sounds like a comment, but I mean, it could easily be like conservative woman or some shit, couldn't it? Uh, <laughs> Mick? It's comment. Yeah, it's not commentary it is comment, and quite right, Jamie. It did came come from a uh, conservative woman. Fucking hell! <laughs> um, this is this next one is part of um, 
someone that is, is doing like a spoof thing where they're pretending to ring uh, an NHS helpline um, about getting tested. Uh, hello, all our operators are currently working from home until further notice. So there may be a short wait of up to three months before your call is answered. Please hold. Hello, your well-being is our priority. While you hold for an operator, you can listen to our carefully curated playlist. For Vivaldi, press 1. For Stormzy, press 2. For Land of Hope and Glory, press 3, you racist fascist pig. Comment or commentariat? Commentariat. Yeah, this is this is definitely some prick who thinks they're way, way funnier than the actual You know are. when you were just doing the description before you even said the words, I knew who it was? Because I read it this morning. Yeah, you would have. Yeah, it's um, it's Richard Littlejohn in the Daily Mail. It is Richard Littlejohn in the Daily Mail, and he is a fucking prick. Reporting uh, live from his Florida compound. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, Never not annoyed to be reminded that he isn't dead yet. Fun fact, I've actually read L- Richard Littlejohn's novel. What? It, oh, so have I. It's one of the, I, I mean... It's one of the worst things I've ever read. It's an uh, argument for illiteracy. Why, why would you do that to yourself? I mean, Mick, I know why you do it to yourself, but, like, James, why would you? I had some memories that I really, really wanted to kill. Um, all right, round four. Who is a more effective promoter of clean transport? Greta Thunberg, who took 15 days to cross the Atlantic on a zero-carbon yacht, only to find she was needed in Madrid. Or Elon Musk, who has made, electri- electro- bleh, who has made electric cars look cool and luxurious. Oh, Even the most Christ devoted X- XR radical knows the answer to that. Commentary. I'm sure I've read this. I'll I'll go with commentary, but like Elon Musk should be fucking herded into a field and shot, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But I mean, one day the the it's the the fucking balloon pyramid scheme, whatever the fuck shit he's running with Tesla. Is going to blow up like it has to. It's so fucked up. The most depressing thing about Elon Musk is that every every like business enterprise he's got is just a huge fucking scam and never going to actually produce anything worthwhile. And that means that tragically he isn't going to like fuck off to Mars and leave the rest of us alone. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Just like I would just just fuck off to Mars already. Just like Mick. I'm assuming you know who this is. Yeah, it's Juliet Samuel in the Telegraph. I like that you get steadily more funereal as this game continues. Yeah, I know. I just don't know how I keep all this stuff in my head. It's a uh, dark vault of hell. All right, so last last round then. All the great political woes of the modern era, communism, fascism, and its German beer and swastika variant, Nazism, have their tangled bitter beginnings in the storming of the Bastille. The French Revolution was the taproot of tyranny in our time. No French Revolution, no Marx, no Hitler. Voila! Commentariat, definitely. And I'm going to be bold and go with the spectator. Bold choice. (laughs) Uh, I, I, I don't fucking care at this point. I hope whoever it is gets crabs. That's all I've got to say on the map. Oh, God. Yeah, well... Has everyone answered yet? Am I can I? Yeah. Right. Well, you should be able to guess what publication this is because there is only one publication in the UK, apart from Conservative Woman, that's, you know, that is this unbalanced and it's unheard. It's unheard. And it's, um, 
I don't remember the author's name, but I remember the headline was something like, Did the French Revolution Cause Nazism? Uh, yes, yes, it's it the was most correct. maddening ahistorical um, history undergraduate who um, claims to have Mein Kampf for research but actually really enjoys reading it kind of essay writing. It is bizarre, it makes no sense. It doesn't understand the the author has no concept of what Marx thought or didn't think, um, and um, it was gibberish, just gibberish. Yeah, you were you are right. By the way, um, it was a commentary at it was from Unheard, and the guy writing it is a man called John Lewis Stemple, uh, whose background is a farmer and nature writer. Hence, him being commenting on the French Revolution. And the title of the piece is Did the French Revolution Cause Nazism? Uh, Laura headline strikes again. Yeah, I know Ian Betridge quite well. He's a really nice guy. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm glad he gave us that law. Oh, uh, God. Uh, I, you see, I, I really enjoy coming on the podcast, and then I always forget that this is at the end of it, and um, it's brutalising. I'm just yes. going to be thinking about this. Also... I get no joy from being good at it. Well, we're we're, we're very glad to, to be here for you, Nick, um, <laughs> in in our little support group. Um, well, I think that's about wraps it up for another episode of Podcasting is Praxis. Uh, Mick, you want to do some plugging of your very cool Substack and other things? Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, um, yes, please please um, visit my Substack, brokenbottleboy.substack.com to subscribe. Um, you can sign up for free. Uh, you'll get almost everything for free. But if you choose to uh, go for a paid subscription, get occasionally get a, 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 a paid um, email. But also, it just helps pay for me to keep doing it. Um, and also, I just got to affiliate level on Twitch. So I've added loads of cool stuff on my Twitch. And my Twitch is uh, twitch.tv forward slash broken bottle boy. And that goes out every morning at 10.30, but it is recorded for video on demand, and sometimes I do evening streams. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me on again, guys. Always always a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for, uh, for jumping on. Um, yeah. yeah. Thanks for having me. And I can recommend the, the Substack. It's, a good, it's good writing. Uh, thanks, it's, man. It's, it's nice. It's good stuff. Yeah, All I've right. really enjoyed it since I discovered it. So. Cheers. All right, so uh, I think that that wraps it up for us. So have a good day, evening, night, wherever the fuck you are, um, and we'll catch you for another one soon. Bye. See ya. Bye.